Oh my god. Hey. Oh my gosh. Surprise. <laughs> I don't even how how did you even find them? Don't worry about that. Oh. We found you though. So that is like one of my favorite teachers, guys, ever. Hey, Keisha, I just want you to know, I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you too, Katie. What's got you in such a good mood today? Well, you know, it's that one week in May. Oh, I suppose it is. In fact, today is the actual day, May 4th, 2021, National Teacher Appreciation Day. So just real quick to our teacher listeners out there in Chicago, Oak Park, Downers Grove, Springfield, Dallas, Columbus, Atlanta, Ohio, Los Angeles, and of course, Evanston, Wyoming. Did, did you know there was an Evanston, Wyoming? The only Evanston I know is Evanston, Illinois. I'm not up on my Wyoming geography, apparently. So we have listeners everywhere. We do. And of course, we're here each month to specifically speak to and for those wonderful CPS teachers listening in. Words of appreciation, they matter for sure, but words are one part in the practice of teacher appreciation and the incredible value it brings to your school building and your greater district. That's what we're talking about today, the value of teacher appreciation. To do that, we are connecting with someone in CPS whose efforts are centered on that value. Tamiko Nettles is the Educator Engagement Manager working in the Chief Executive Office of Chicago Public Schools, and we are so happy that she has joined us here today. Hello, Tamiko. Welcome. Welcome. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) We are so glad that you are here with us and celebrating all things teachers. So can you just start by, Tamiko, just letting our listeners and just know like what your role is in the CEO's office, kind of your background, just so they can get a sense of who you are. Yes. Um, So I'm so happy this role was created. Um, It was created basically for a need to, one, hear from our teachers and also recognize them for what they do. And so since this is a new role within the district, it has been amazing to just come up with new ways, but making sure that between any way, I really involve educators in that process. And so I am a former teacher, so I taught uh, for about 10 years, uh, but I also coach teachers uh, through AUSL and also work with principals across our district on collaboration and also work with parents to get them to be involved with our students. So doing this particular role within our district has been amazing to bring all of those pieces together. And I'm super excited to be here with you all today. So when you reflect back on, let's say, day one of this new position within the CEO's office, Um, What was it like for you? Where did you start? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Um, So one, I started one with what I knew. Uh, What I knew, especially from my time teaching, was that sometimes it was very lonely, especially if I was the only teacher of that grade level teaching a subject. 
And I thought about individuals and actually had to go back into the classroom as well. But thinking about that experience where I was the only teacher in that subject area and how it would have been so great if I had other teachers who were going through that process with me, um, who I could really connect with. But then also because I work with so many educators and principals across our district, I reached back out to all of them too, to just do something like a listening tour. But I did that not only with the individuals that I knew going into this organization and into this role, but I reached out to about 76, no 80 of our schools across the district and had listening sessions with them to find out what do they want in terms of appreciation? What has their schools done with appreciation? What do they need? Like what does support look like? What are the things that they wanna collaborate around? And what do they wanna bring voice to? And so from that, um, that was basically like my first three months on the job is doing these listening sessions. And, and I got in rooms where it was sometimes the entire staff. <laughs> so like the entire staff of the school came to talk about that. Or it was students that said, Tamiko, these are the things that we know our teachers need in order to be appreciated for what they do. These are the things that the resources that I think that they need in order to do their work well. And then hearing from a lot of teachers across our district, that same thing. Like, you don't have to appreciate me by giving me things. Sometimes you appreciate me by giving me time. Sometimes you appreciate me by um, just telling me thank you specifically for what it is or acknowledging how many years I have been with this district or how many things that I have done to move the needle. All of the things that I heard are things that I carry with me even now. And so being in this role for now almost three years, <laughs> I hear their voices. I hear the students. I hear principals who I've talked to. And I'm still working with teachers and educators every single day um, around this particular thing. And the things that they want and they need have not changed. And so, um, you know, I would be interested too to hear from you all. What are those things that you, you know, find to be something appreciated by um, or supported by, especially? But those are the things I've heard from them. I love that you also talk to students. I was going to ask that too if you had any student input. And so I think that is wonderful because I feel like even our youngest students can share ways in which they can appreciate their teachers and amen to not giving us things as a way of appreciation all the time. I think as teachers, we're good on the uh, school logo apparel. I think we're good with that. I mean, I see today none of us are wearing our school apparel. So, oh, wait, just kidding. We got Randolph. I mean, I'm all, you know, I usually do rock Randolph gear. I'm just saying, I do. That's why I was like, (laughs) usually Keisha has it on. But you know what? We are a very branded school, so I don't know that we get it as a thank you. I think we get it because it's a part of our building culture. It's a part of our, our community. Like, there are times when... Everybody on the staff, every adult, every seeker, every parent worker, we will all have on the same shirt. And it's just a sense of unity of what, you know, what we have. But when I do think about the teacher appreciation, I do think that there are two words that we just don't hear enough. And that's thank you. Right. I think that there are so many things that we do and and nobody even recognizes the fact that we do it because we're going to do absolutely what we're supposed to do for students because that's why we got into the the profession right we wanted to be able to have relationships with students and see these outcomes with students and create change for students we do that because that's what we have a passion to do right 
But outside of that, there's so much more that every teacher I know does. You're not just a teacher when you sign up, right? You're a teacher, you're a nurse, you're a counselor, you're the doctor, you're the therapist, you're the grandma. You know, it's been times like when I was in the class and somebody's like, ma, I mean, Miss Wheat. And I said, girl, babes, call me, call me whatever. Whatever's gonna make you happy. I say, call me teacher mama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's like, you know, you've done 10 things for 15 other people and then, you know, you just get an email and it's like something else. You're just like, oh my gosh, is there even recognition of those 10? And so I just think that sometimes something that's free is really just that appreciation of, you know what, thank you so much because I know that that took a lot or you went out of your way to do it. That means a lot. Hey, extra prep time. Every teacher I know would love some extra planning time to get things done, okay? If you can find some extra coverage to say, you know what? You've been doing great. I want to reward you with an extra prep. I don't know many teachers going to say, I don't want it. They're going to say, what? Th thank you. I'm going to work a little harder because maybe I can earn this again, right? And so sometimes I, I totally agree. It's not always about stuff, right? Um, we, we have a lot of stuff and we can get our own stuff. It's really about knowing deep down that administrators care, that you really appreciate um, the work that teachers are doing and all of those extra moves, you know. And Tamika, um, based on what you were telling us about um, your listening tour, it sounds like you just got a lot of information from all, you know, stakeholders involved in education about what is really important. But I'm wondering if anything else came out of those listening tours that maybe influenced the work that you are doing right now. Yes, um, a lot of it has came out. I know for me, since I am in this role, I didn't want this to be what Tamiko thought, you know, all the time, uh, because that matters, but it doesn't matter uh, as much as individuals who are going through the process every single day. And so for me, doing the listening tour, I think, was the first step. It was the first step to, one, sharing what this role is, like, especially around policy, around appreciation, and, and then also collaboration, but then also doing something with what it was I got. And so from there, as a result of the listening tour, there have been several things that have happened as a result. So one, in terms of appreciation, um, I was like, I need a task force. I need some, some educators who uh, can work with me around appreciation for like a year long plan of what this looks like, because appreciation is bigger than just one month. You know, there, there are times where our educators, I know in March is the day that we don't have days off. And I know that they need more um, umph, you know, especially during that time. So what can we do? But these educators who have been part of the task force that first year have been amazing. And it was only a team of nine, but they were the best team of nine I could have started with um, because out of them came so many ideas. And all of those ideas we put into place. So one thing that they said was, Tamiko, you did all these things for appreciation. We had a raffle. We had all these things. We didn't believe it. <laughs> like, we need to put all these things out. Um, and so they was like, we need to have appreciation champions. So out of the task force came appreciation champions. Um, one of your principals is an appreciation champion, which is awesome. You have a teacher at your school who's an appreciation champion, which is awesome. But it all came out of the work of these educators. So now we have 100 appreciation champions who are putting together something right now as we speak for all of the educators at their school or all of the networks that they are associated with. But that came out of this arm of appreciation, also out of that arm, because a lot of educators talked about voice 
We have an appreciation policy that is up for review. It's, it's still going to be up for review at this time, but it was done because there's a teacher appreciation policy team. And this is a team composed of not just teachers, but it's principals, it's assistant principals, it's counselors, it's SICAs, it's ISLs, it's network chief assistants. A lot of people came to the table because they want to give their voice for that. So that was one piece out of the appreciation arm. Also, because educators said that they want to see educators who look like them in their schools across the district that are doing phenomenal things every Monday. Uh, we are tweeting out motivational educators every Meet Me Monday. And so all of these educators who've been nominated by school-based staff, non-school-based staff, by parents, by teachers, by students are being featured every Monday as a result of what came out of that listening tour. Also out of the listening tour, educators said that we want to collaborate around things that involve us being socially, emotionally stable, <laughs> like uh, trauma-informed practices, professional development opportunities to, to push their craft. They also talked about times to just talk and connect other educators that's in their network or in their grade level. And so all of that has come out of it. The other piece is we have a transformative teaching cohort because there are educators who said that they wanted to not necessarily mentor, you know, someone else, but they wanted to be around individuals who also thought the same thing that they did around student agency and student voice. So that came out of this listening tour, the importance of having people together to just talk and build community, but then also build practices as well. So it was a lot. I know I said <laughs> out of that, but uh, a lot of that work came from the listening sessions, but also came for just the need to hear back from individuals who are within our district that are doing amazing things and whose voices just need to be amplified in different ways. Cause not everybody wants professional development. Not everybody wants, um, you know, accolades on their back all the time. There are some people who just want to be acknowledged for what it is that they do and want to be heard from that as well. I know that you had said you spoke with admin, with students, with teachers. Did you have any interaction with any parents or LSCs or friends of to get feedback? Yes. Oh my goodness. So during the first listening tour sessions there, I asked principals at the schools that I went to, to just invite anybody in the room. And so I never knew who was going to be there when I showed up. Uh, a lot of times it was, you know, staff at the school building. And sometimes it was exactly who you just said. So it was parents that were there. Sometimes it was the entire group of individuals that were associated with the school. But then also throughout my time within this role, I have constantly interacted with each. <laughs> so um, in terms of Parents, yes, working with the family and community engagement team, you know, there's been different things that have been done, especially around appreciation, where we have had the opportunity to go and meet up with parents so that they can do those things for their, their teachers. I haven't done as many things with the Friends Up group, but I have done a lot with uh, community partners, uh, especially those that are really related to teachers. So Teach Plus, E4E, <laughs> um, Chicago Foundation for Education, the list goes on and on, but they are all thought partners in this process. Even Chicago Public Education Fund, because they do a lot for principal appreciation, they've been very beneficial in talking about what we should do. And then also I've talked to a lot of districts as well that have a lot of teacher appreciation 
things that they do when asking them for advice on how we do it here has been very helpful as well. Yeah, it sounds like you definitely got a wide range of voices in your listening tour. So you made sure it wasn't just one population, but you really reached out to everybody that can have a voice. That way you had more input. So it does seem like the program is evolving. Where has the work taken you in this role over the years? Like how is it growing and continuously transforming um, as it continues to be a new position? If I mean, as we go into almost year three. Yes, I feel like because our educators are changing, because even the need of teaching right now is changing, this role has to evolve. Appreciation has to evolve. Like when I first started, we did not have remote and hybrid, right? We were doing appreciation where it was in person, like where we had food to appreciate our staff, right? Like those were things that I know a lot of principals did for their staff. There were notes that was put in everybody's boxes, you know, that people would come to. They would decorate, you know, the school buildings. But now because we are in this different state of now hybrid, We've had to think about how to do that differently, how to do virtual forms of appreciation. Uh, and I know every year we do a, a school leader toolkit uh, to aid our principals in appreciating their staff that we keep away from you <laughs> as teachers. Um, but, you know, those we had to pivot in even our approach. And so I feel like the fact that we are not doing things how it used to be. We're always evolving because I think this practice keeps on evolving. The innovation part of it is something that excites me. And I think that's something too that excites our educators as well. Like it's something new, but still once you get it, it's just like, oh my God, we did it. And now we can do anything because this is happening. Um, I feel like it's been that way with appreciation as well. Just knowing that it's moved now to virtual and still doing some appreciation regardless of how it looks and how it is um, brought through as well. So as we get ready to like approach teacher appreciation coming up, like what aspects of teacher appreciation have you been focused on? So um, the one part I've been focused on recently has really been around this policy and making sure that we put this policy up so that it's not only appreciating our educators, but also all of our employees across our district. Um, because that's also a focus, you know, that we have a lot of people contributing to the success of our students. So that has been a huge focus. The other part is really making sure that we are figuring out ways to keep our educators happy and content and, and here. <laughs> so um, one, I think that definitely has a lot to do with listening, but then also another part with finding, you know, organizations and finding resources to put in front of our educators. Um, and that has definitely been a very collaborative effort, like working with so many teams and working with so many groups across our district and even outside of our district to bring that in front of educators um, and bring it in a way that they can see it as not overwhelming, <laughs> but it's like this is a support uh, for them and their growth. By the time this episode comes out, it will officially be Teacher Appreciation Week. So I don't know if this, if you have to keep this a secret or anything, but how will CPS teachers be appreciated this year? I think it's going to be really, really great. The thing that I've heard so much from educators is you need to see us and you need to tell us exactly that we are appreciated and we matter. 
And so um, one of the things that I know educators have said a lot is do more than just a certificate. Do more than us just getting something every single time. Do more than just telling us thank you. And I think that's what you all said before. Show us that by giving us some specific recognition, by pulling us to the side and telling us what that is. So that's what I'm going to give you. Um, but I think that I hope that we have that in terms of the district um, piece down. But I think it's, it's going to be something really beneficial that your principals and your school leaders do. Because I, I think their voice matters a whole bunch more than ours does. And so um, I would be very interested to see how your principals and your school leaders appreciate you this year. Um, and then seeing whether or not the specificity of it all really mattered uh, in the end. Well, I'm excited. Right. Let's here we go. Now I'm looking forward to May to see, you know, just how specific it'll be. <laughs> right. And I'm like, what is it? So by the time it comes out, I'll I'll know. But I'm just curious. Um, but I can definitely tell, Tamika, why you're such a good fit for this role. Just your energy and your passion. Um, it just really it makes me happy and it makes me feel appreciated just listening to you for these 20, 30 minutes. And I really like how you were discussing the idea of teacher retention and how feeling appreciated and seen and heard can be such a critical piece for retaining teachers within our district. Because I know that's been something that, you know, we're always discussing and always thinking about. So I appreciate you mentioning that. Appreciate you all too. And it is it's good to just know that there is, you know, we hear about so many other departments in CPS, in all honesty. And for me, this is like my first time learning. There's like, you know, an entire section. That's, I mean, that's fully focused on it. Right. And I think the teachers need to know because sometimes we do feel like, you know, nobody really cares. So to know that there is there is someone whose job is dedicated to, you know, being able to appreciate teachers. I think that for every teacher listening, this alone is going to put a smile on their face to know that there is somebody who is thinking about how I can be appreciated. So Tamiko, thank you so much for being thank on with all. us today. <laughs> thank yeah. you all. I hope to have our paths cross again. And if you ever need any insights or thought partners i know keish and i will will always be available we can join i would the love that say it one more time we can join the listening tour yeah yes please well look if y'all want to be a part of appreciation champions or a task force you just let me know i'm serious we're always welcome you can always find it on the teacher appreciation website y'all know about that too tell us the teacher appreciation website so it's www.cps.edu slash teacher appreciation. And so on there, you'll see the promotions and events for May and June. You'll see the raffle that's going to be coming up. That's going to be open this week. And also all of these events that are going to be happening, all you have to do is show your CPS ID. And then you'll see all the people who are part of the champion team, all the people who are part of the policy team. There's even a teacher corner for you to put in there, like words of wisdom, books that you're reading, all of that for other teachers. Please check it out. It was created for you all. It's there. Well, I'm going to go check it out now. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> well, we really, really, really appreciate your you taking time out of your busy schedule to talk all things appreciation. And um, I appreciate you doing that. 
I don't. Can we get a count on how many times we said appreciate in this episode? I want I want someone in the comments to say it. It's been good. It's good. I think we need to hear it more and more times. <laughs> it's good. Hey everyone, a quick announcement. To all those CPS high school teachers listening in right now, do you want to host this show? Well, next season, meaning next school year, there are two open host chairs in need of you. cps.edu backslash pod host. One thing about this show that we haven't discussed much is that every new season, like every new school year, should bring new voices to the front. Katie and I did our tour. Now it's your turn to take this show and run with it cps.edu backslash pod host. And for anyone asking the question out loud, yes, you will be compensated for your time as a host. Again, we're looking for two high school teachers to be our season two hosts. cps.edu backslash pod host. Fill out an interest form today. Hello, everyone. This is Colin, one of the producers of the show. Before we get to our extended ad roll of students appreciating their teachers, Jennifer and I wanted to let you all in on a surprise we planned for Katie and Keisha. It's a fabulous truth that working in a district as large as CPS lends you the opportunity to connect and reconnect with people who made a positive impact on you at different points in your life. So we got two individuals from K&K's past to jump in on a scheduled show meeting without their knowledge to appreciate them. Hi, I'm Nikki Milberg. I'm the chief of Network 6. I was the former principal of Mitchell Elementary School. I know Katie Arbuckle because I hired her to be kindergarten teacher. And I am Ricky Harris, assistant principal at Whitney Young High School. I was Keisha's eighth grade teacher. This is that audio and much appreciation and thanks to all the CPS teachers from this show. Oh my God. Hey. Oh my gosh. Surprise. I don't even, how, how did you even find them? Well, don't worry about that. Oh. We found you though. Oh my gosh. So that is like one of my favorite teachers guys ever. So you had the teacher that's like, you know, you're smart and all, but you, you got some other things about yourself. You got to get together. That was Mr. Harris. And here I am now. Oh she, my gosh. She's taken over already, right? Listen, I can't get a, get a word in, you know? Oh, I, I'm so Nothing sorry. has changed from day one in the classroom as a student. I had to check sometimes if I was the teacher, if she was the teacher. Listen, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Keisha, hey. Hi. How are you? I am well. Oh my I God. I wanted to jump in and say, hey. Oh we my appreciate God. you. I appreciate you. Oh my gosh. So Mr. Harris was my eighth grade teacher. He was the one that told me that, you know, being smart is just not enough. You got to sometimes push yourself in other ways, like attitude matters, like all of those things that, you know, those lessons that go beyond the classroom. So I, I appreciate you. How about that? Thank you. Thank you. This is such a pleasure, a joy to see your face and see all the successes that you've made, um, I'm not surprised. I'm really not surprised because you've always been smart, a go-getter, take charge kind of person. Um, so, um, you know, I, I, I had to, when given this opportunity, I had to stop by and say, hey there, and I do appreciate you, congratulations. And 
you know, I think, you know, one of the things when I think about you, I think you embody um, that affirmation that you probably, I think it was probably about fourth or fifth grade where you, where you all learn good, better, best, never better, let it rest. Right. Good, so the good gets better, better and, and the better gets best. You're one of the best, Keisha. Oh, thank you so much, Mr. Harris. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Katie. I'm Nikki Milberg. I am just dropping by to say how much I love Katie Arbuckle. You're doing an amazing job on this podcast. Uh, heart, yes. Heart to Katie brings 110% to everything that she does, whether it's teaching, bike riding, cheering on cats, or running a podcast. And um, <laughs> the energy that she brings to everything is so infectious. Uh, it, it lights up her whole classroom, the whole school, the whole community. And it's been such a pleasure to work with, learn from, and be motivated by Katie. Thanks for hiring me, Nikki. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Way back, even when I saw Katie's resume, I knew that this was somebody so committed to learning and so committed to teaching kids to read with like this focus on data. I have never seen a resume speak to me the way that Katie's did. And it all turned out to be true. It all turned out to be true. Uh, her classroom is just an amazing place. And any day that I was feeling sad or needed to pick me up, I walked into Katie's room because there was no question. Kids were gonna be learning, expectations were gonna be high and people were gonna be having fun. So thank you for doing everything that you do. We truly appreciate it. Thanks, Nikki. Thanks, guys. Thanks for doing this podcast. It's awesome. Yeah. Keep up the good work. Take care. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Miss Simon. She not only helped me with my math skills, but also helped me get through a tough time. Miss Simon helped me get out of my shell and be more open and less shy. I want to shout out Miss Hinton, who teaches fifth grade now, but she taught me in seventh grade at Randolph. She helped me stay on track with my math and become a better mathematician. I appreciate Ms. Hill because she's an amazing teacher and one of the best I ever had. She easily understands problems and can make the most of the day fun. She would always give us more time if we need. She could light up classroom if you're ever feeling down. This episode is brought to you by Miss Ayala at Darwin Elementary. Miss Ayala finds ways to make a class fun and easy. She pushes us to our best. She makes tests and work easier by giving us the support we need. Thank you, Miss Ayala. Este episodio es presentado por Señora Morfín en Salcedo. A mí me gusta Miss Morfín porque hace cosas que nos gustan y nos divertimos mucho las dos. Miss Leigh is such a great teacher because to me a great teacher is someone who's understanding and really helpful. She's always on us about graduation, about colleges, you know, and everything that's needed even during this e-learning because sometimes, you know, we miss assignments and she's always honest about that. This episode is brought to you by Miss Ellis at King Academy. I appreciate Miss Ellis because she helps me with things I don't know, like science. This episode is brought to you by my teacher, Miss Hernandez, at Chase Elementary School. I appreciate Miss Hernandez because she helps us code and she also helps us code beats and make songs. 
This episode is brought to you by Ms. Stevens at George Westhouse College Prep. I appreciate Ms. Stevens because not only does she care about a student's performance in the classroom, but she takes pride in making sure students become good people and ensure they have the integrity to do the right thing when no one's watching. This episode is brought to you by Ms. Tisdale at King Elementary. I appreciate Ms. Tisdale because she actually helped me overcome my attitude a lot. And when I'm with her, I feel like I can reach any goal. And she's the fun teacher. This episode is brought to you by Ms. Lemoyne at Prosser Career Academy High School. I appreciate Ms. Lemoyne because he always tries to understand what his students is going through and he always tries to help his students so we can affect our classwork. This video is brought to you by, by Miss Guys, Trace Elementary. The reason why I like Miss Guys is because she's very cool and she helps us with our work a lot of times. She waits for us every time when we do other stuff. Every time we watch a video, we watch it and then we learn very good. And she does social studies very good and I like reading and social studies too. It's one of my favorite things. But math is too, but I like reading the most because you can read for 20 minutes anytime. And that's why I like this guys. That's the reason why I like this guys. Bye! Season one of the Teach Chicago podcast is Keisha, Katie, Jennifer, and Colin. Special thanks to Tamiko Nettles for joining us on this episode. And also a huge thanks to teachers, all teachers from CPS and beyond. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Additional thanks to all CPS students who shouted out our teachers on this episode's appreciation ad roll. Our bell for this episode comes from Whitney Young, Go Dolphins. Don't forget about season one listener survey. Let's face it, if you're listening this far into each episode, then you're exactly the dedicated, wonderful, much appreciated listener who loves a good listener survey. Take two minutes, cps.edu slash survey. See you in June for our season finale and our end of the year recap. Wow, time really has flown. Copyright 2021 Chicago Public Schools.